Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. If you want to find out more about our ministry, you can go to www.lifeportoutintl.org. There's a new show every Monday and Thursday here on the Charisma Podcast Network. You could also find Awaken Podcast um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to. And so I've got guests from around the world that are doing incredible things um, in the kingdom of heaven, people that have God's stories, and um, also do do a bunch of teaching shows. Me and my wife come on here and we share from our hearts and our story. And so this really is just inspired a challenge and to really just um, uh, just give a foundation of the word of God and to help people through revelation to really see Jesus and to, and to walk out their life with the Lord. And so today I have a very, very special guest. She is my mother, Stephanie Lombardo. Welcome to the show. Hi. Oh, thank you so much, sweetie. Hi, sweetheart. I'm uh, blessed to be on. Yeah. Great to be on. We've talked about this a little bit. My mom actually released a book called Forever Faithful, Miraculous Stories of God's Faithfulness to a Praying Wife and Mother. And I've been wanting to do this for a while. And your book's been out for how long now, Mom? Well, in April, it was a year. In, in April, April, it was a year. year. Yeah. Okay, great. And so... The, so how did you, I know that there's a process here, but the Lord began to put in your heart that you need this, you know, scribe some of these stories of God's faithfulness in your life. When did that begin to happen? That actually happened about, well, it's already a year since I wrote the book. So probably two years, a little more than two years before I wrote it. So about three years ago or so, um, we were at our, our pastor's international conference at our church. We had one every every year. And um, I was there speaking to pastors and uh, sharing with different people. And I, I've always loved sharing my testimonies. The Lord has been so wonderful that I just, that's my joy, just wherever I am, just to share the goodness of the Lord and how he's touched our, our lives. Yeah. So I, I happened to be sharing, the pastor was sharing with me, and then I happened to be sharing probably about you this particular time, Michael, and um, <laughs> the first night. And uh, the pastor said to me, oh, Stephanie, you need, to, you need to write a book. You need to encourage people that are praying for their, for their children, their husbands. You need, to, you need to share this. And I looked at them like... Oh, no, I, I can talk for like a week straight about the Lord, but I write a book. No, I, you know, I kind of <laughs> fluffed it off a little bit. That sure. was like, no, I don't think so. So then the next night I spoke to a couple of more pastors, this time ones that we knew and um, shared some more with them. And they shared with me back and forth. And, and as I was sharing, the, the wife said, Stephanie, you need to write a book. <laughs> you need to encourage people with these these testimonies of what the Lord has done, and I just I just looked at her and I just you know, and then and then that week in one week, three people said that to me, and <laughs> yep. and then you, Michael, I told you, and you were like, "Yes, Mom, you have to, you really need to write a book," and I I really truly was over over excuse me overwhelmed. I mean, I I love sharing about the Lord, but it never occurred to me to write a book. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just said to the Lord, God, you want me to write a book? Sure. <laughs> I said, I've got, I've got the material, but you're going to have to help me write this down. So I, I had a pencil and 
pad in my hand and I just said, okay, Lord, this is going to, this got to be you. And, uh, and then as you sit, as you, as you're obedient, even it was overwhelming, the thought of it. Yeah. But, you know, if you're just obedient to what you truly believe God is asking of you and sit down and say, okay, here I am. I got the pen and the pad or whatever it may be. He's asking and make that step in faith. And God, he just comes in. And it was just once I started writing, it it just was coming, you know, and and it was, it was easy because he was writing it. He was just helping me to put it together and, you know, and so that's pretty much how it happened. Yeah. And so I, um, I think that, that, first of all, I think that encourages a lot of people just because, Hey, listen, you know, in our weakness, God's strength is perfected in our lives. And, you know, God will call us to do things that we never thought we would do or we feel like Mm -hmm. we're not equipped to do, but he's the one that supplies the strength and the words and the supernatural wisdom and abilities to do it. And so that's, I I know that'll be encouraging for people out there where they feel like God's pushing them to do something that they never thought they would do or they're completely uncomfortable doing. Um, And so, but your book, you know, Miraculous Stories of God's Faithfulness to a Praying Wife and Mother, I would travel you know, and minister in different churches and overseas. And I would share stories about how you and dad believed God for my life and how my father got saved and how you were married to him for many years before he got saved. And I won't go into all that, but you know, people would leave so encouraged saying like, wow, I'm believing for my husband or my best friend or my son is in a rebellion and doing this or that. So I knew that there was a demand for it. Like people in the body of Christ need to hear these testimonies and one thing that I really yeah. love about your book is that these are bite-sized stories. They're maybe three, four pages, maybe five at most. It's almost like a morning devo- like devotional. You could read a new story every day where it's just, it's digestible. Yeah. We all have busy lives. So you could just read one story a day and be encouraged in the area of, you know, finances, the area of salvation for family members and, you know, divine yeah. protection, divine provision, like healing, all these different things are in your book. And so one thing I always like to ask my guests, and this is something I'm going to ask you as well, because, you know, even in terms of how salvation came into our family, it's a very unique story about Mm -hmm. how, you know, you know, um, faith came into our family, you know, how you got saved and how your mother got saved. Tell me about that. Well, um, when I was uh, 21 years old, um, your brother was, was six months old, Joey. And, um, you know, we were Catholic. We grew up Catholic in the Catholic church, but you know, we were seeing a Catholics dad and I, you know, I, I always believed in God because of what God had done for me as a little girl and answered a prayer. So I always believed, but I didn't, I didn't know him, but I, I did experience him as a little five-year-old. But then as a 21-year-old, um, I had a younger brother. I'm one of five children. I had a younger brother, and he was um, tragically killed in a drowning accident while he was away from home on um, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. And he had just turned 18, and uh, it was it was just a terrible thing, a terrible thing. My mother... My mother was destroyed, um, you know, pretty much, you know, losing a child. I can't imagine anything worse. And uh, so we were all, you know, really not in good shape. But um, my mother started finally going to, well, she actually was angry at God because my father was an alcoholic. And um, 
you know, she had struggles. She had struggles with five children and she just said, Lord, just always take care of my children. And so when Frankie died, she just felt like, you know, yeah. like the, she like got the wind kicked her. out of her. Yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. how she felt. And so she was, she was angry and uh, she didn't go to church for a while. Didn't want to talk to a priest or anything. And, and we all were just doing, you know, the best we could. And I would try to, I'd take my little six month old at the time up to my mother as often as I could. And uh, just to, you know, babies are such a blessing just to help her and to cheer up a little bit, but she was in terrible shape. I never knew what she would look like when I got there, call her all the time. Finally, after about a year, my aunt, her sister had gotten saved in the Catholic church, charismatic renewal in, uh, and she got my mother to go to this prayer meeting with her. And, uh, my mother got saved, baptized in the Holy spirit. And then she started talking to me about this. Now, this is about a year or so after the fact, after my brother's death. And, and uh, I'd ask her questions, you know, and this was kind of new to me, you know, um, Holy Spirit and, and Bible reading and speaking in tongues. And, I, you know, I was like, wow, this one, I really didn't get it. But, but with my conversations, I noticed, I realized my mother had peace. My mother was at peace for the first time in so long. God had given her a dream about Frankie that that made her believe that he was okay, that the Lord had him. And uh, so I would just keep calling her and she would talk to me. And finally, we were moving. I was moving like 45 minutes away from my mother, which was like, you know, the end of the world to me because I was pretty dependent on her. Mom, could you come down and help me with Joey? You know, and so anyway, she said, Stephanie, you need this. And it just so happened, coincidentally, yeah, right, that there was a uh, a life in the spirit course the month before we had to move at the Catholic at this Catholic church with this prayer group. And she said, Stephanie, please, you have to come. You need this in your life. You need Jesus. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. So I I thought about it. I was like, well, okay. Um, how could it hurt me? Uh, and look what it's done for my mother. It must mm-hmm. be good for me. Yeah. So, so I talked to dad and I went and I, I, I never experienced a peace like that before in my life. At mm. that prayer group, listening to those beautiful voices, hearing the word, hearing the, the tongues in, in, you know, this beautiful melody. And uh, it was just something I never experienced, but I just had such a peace. And so my life changed from there. And, uh, and that was it. Forty-five, going on forty-six years ago. <laughs> and uh, and you came I thank home. God every- and you came home filled with the Holy Spirit. And <laughs> I know you've yeah. told me. I know you've told me stories of. Uh, you know, you were you were getting radical for the Lord, and uh, you know, it was rubbing it was rubbing Dad the wrong way. What did he say to you? <laughs> He's like, you know, you want to share this amazing experience with the one. You know, the most important thing now in your life with the the one who has been the most important thing in your life, your husband, up until that point. And he just said, Steph, look, um, I know guys who their wives got religion and divorce court. (laughs) And I was like, warning, warnings. Warning, warning. <laughs> Do not enter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so dad, so, he believed in God. Dad believed in God. You go yeah. to Catholic church yeah. and everything, but 
he uh he wasn't you know he didn't know jesus personally and intimately he wasn't on fire for god but he had a form of religion <laughs> right no he had a form of right, religion right. but he really wasn't he wasn't serving the lord didn't know god personally but there was a story right. of like you know how you would pray and and god would protect dad and he knew that god was real like 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 the battery acid story oh, yeah. tell, tell us about that real quick yeah 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 well okay um many many years ago my uh, danielle was probably about uh two or something she's in her 40s now um, in the early morning, I, w- I was a pretty new Christian, so I was new to a, a lot of things, but I prayed. I was only a couple years saved or, or something, and um, I would pray every morning as my habit, and I was so blessed to be a stay-at-home mom. God just blessed me so much, and so I would pray in the morning. I'd watch my my ministries in the morning, you know, until the kids got up, and, you know, then I'd be busy, but, but I would spend time with the Lord, and this one morning... Um, I started to pray for dad and I just got this overwhelming um, burden, like a burden, urgency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Burden, urgency to pray for dad's protection and cover him with the blood of Jesus and surround him with the, God's angels and just everything. It just went on for a couple of minutes and until it just, you know, I was done and I just thought, what was that? You know, it, it was just like, something I hadn't experienced. It was like something that just kind of took over, you know, and I couldn't sure. really stop until I was done. And uh, like I said, I didn't understand those type of things back then, but, and then I forgot about it, kept praying for the rest of my prayer list and then went on with my day and which was busy with a couple of kids. So then daddy comes home that night and it happened to be freezing cold, bitter winter, freezing cold day. But daddy was working and uh, he comes home that night and he says, oh, my God, Stephanie, you don't even know what happened today. I almost got killed. And I I looked at him. I said, what happened? And I didn't even think of the morning yet. It didn't even come yeah. into my brain yet. I just wanted to know what happened. He said, well, he went on to tell me that this truck that they were using that they needed for the work to for whatever the battery had frozen. And they were and dad was underneath the trunk of the car and he was fiddling with those jumpers or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the jumpers on the battery. And there was someone behind the wheel, you know, cranking the engine and everything. And all of a sudden the battery blew up in dad's face, battery acid, um, the metal or the plastic of the, of the battery, everything just exploded and in his face all over him. I mean, the, the pieces of the battery itself are like shrapnel. Yeah. And, and he and I looked at him as he's relaying the story, and I was like, I'm trying to take it in. And then I remembered the morning, and I looked at him. His face was perfect. He said, "This battery acid it blew up in his face. It went all over his face." I looked at his face, not not a scratch. And I I traveled down his whole body and his, but his his jacket, his wool jacket had burned, had holes in them. His jeans had holes in them. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And I must have turned white because daddy just said, what? And I told him what happened that morning. <laughs> and, and the realization just, I don't even know. I, and he just said, well, thank God. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get, cause I, you know, I, I, cause there was no reason. 
there was no reason for him to be unmarked. I mean, his clothes were had holes in them, but his flesh was perfect. Sure. His sure. face was perfect. He should have been gashed by the shrapnel of that battery, uh, sure. let alone the acid. Well, that just so, shows you the power of prayer right yeah. there. The Lord puts a burden on the heart of his children and, you yeah. know, the power of yes. prayer that yes. the Lord, you know, the effective prayer of a righteous person avails much, you know? And so God put a burden yeah. on your heart to pray. Thanks he God. knew that you would pray. And then through your prayers, he released the angels, he released protection. And, you know, dad, who was an unbeliever pretty much at the time, believed in God, but didn't have a relationship with the Lord. You know, God protected him supernaturally. And that was a sign unto him of the reality of God, even though he wasn't ready to serve Jesus yet and believe in Jesus. But still, that was that was a sign to him. That was, wow, God's real. God's protecting me. Exactly. 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 And so then so it took years. How long did it take for dad to really begin to. Um, you know, really want the Lord or like re- re- realize he needs the Lord. Tell us, because there's a lot of people out there that they're, they're believing for their wife or their husband to get saved. And they're, you know, yeah. trusting God and praying that their spouse will get on the same page in terms of the Lord. And so how, how long did it take and how did yeah. dad encounter the Lord? Well, from the time I got saved till the time he got saved, it was 27 years. I hope it doesn't take that long for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and if yeah. God had told me when I got saved it was going to be twenty seven years, I think I I don't know what I would have done. I would have fainted. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, I had to learn a lot in those years. You know, we both came to the marriage with baggage. Um, we were immature. We were high school sweethearts. You know, I had dysfunction in my family. There, there's always some kind of stuff that you bring. And um, and I had to learn. God had to change me. You know, so many times I would I would pray about dad and uh, many, many times in those 27 years, um, there were there were rough times in the marriage when, and God just just kept me. And, and many times he showed me the things in me. I mean, he would he would put me in front of the TV. You don't even know what's happening when God is directing you and kind of just leading you around, putting you in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. to get a book off television or, yeah. you know, or a person as a word for you or whatever. And, uh, and whatever he showed me, you know, through prayer or those times, I would just, I would just pray and say, God, just show me, help me, help me to learn what you're trying to teach me, change me, you know? And I took it very seriously. Offense, you know, that was a big thing, you know, hurting, getting hurt in those times and then just kind of holding it and carrying it and, the Lord teaching me how to let go of offense, offense and, and, uh, you know, unforgiveness. They just, ah, that's such a huge deal. Yeah. And God set me free from that, you know, and I was just able to pray and bless daddy and, you know, and then learn the things that I was doing wrong, that I was blinded to because of the hurt that I, I was just seeing his things and I wasn't seeing my own. Yeah. And God in his mercy showed me so lovingly, you know, but I, I was open and I, I wanted my marriage. I loved my husband. I wanted my marriage. We had children and I trusted God. I just had this trust in God. And I knew that somehow he loved me and dad and our, my kids more than I could ever fathom loving them. Yeah. And that he, even if it looked impossible, the situation looked impossible, which at times it did. That he had an answer if I just trusted him. And and sometimes all you can say is, I trust you, Lord. 
I don't know what's happening, but I trust you. Yeah. I know you love me. I'm your daughter. My family is is um, yours. Mm-hmm. They are yours because of my faith. You know, they are sanctified through my faith. That's and right. And so I, you know, and through tears, sometimes you're hanging on by a thread and say, I trust you, Lord. You know you love me. You love Joe more than I ever could. You love, you know, you love us. Yeah. And you are able. And he did it. And it and it and it took time. And it took and he always gave me something to hang on to. A word, a scripture. Um, and then he'd teach you different ways to pray and, and praying the word of God was such a huge thing in my life. Um, learning that and how powerful learning to pray the word of God, yes. praying it over daddy. And then us together, once he got saved, praying it over you. And, and I still, to this day, all these years, I pray the word, I just speak the word. There's nothing more powerful, nothing more powerful. And you began to, and you began to pray a certain kind of prayer for dad because you knew that he needed something yeah. before he would see the light. Tell us about that, and then how dad, uh, how hmm. dad wound up coming to the end of himself. Well, dad was dad was very independent. You know, he owned his own business, and he, you know, he just worked long hours, and he, he just, you know, he had a successful business, and you know. There was pride in his accomplishments, and although when he needed prayer, he knew where to come. There were times when there was a need, and God always came through. But um, I, I started praying because I knew that riches, you know, all the the stuff wasn't bringing him to the Lord. The gratitude, he wasn't saying, "Oh Lord, thank you know, thank you for all this. I want to serve you now." So. Yeah, the riches don't bring you to the Lord necessarily, you know, at all usually. But I started praying for him to be miserable, <laughs> and that may sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever but, works. Yeah, I prayed that God would protect him, but I prayed that he would feel that emptiness inside of him that only God, only God could could fill. And so that's what I prayed that he that nothing in this world, no riches, no anything else could sat would satisfy him anymore. Yeah. And uh that's pretty much what I prayed. And I also would just start speaking I started speaking the word of God over his life. Thank you, Lord, that he's born again, filled with your spirit, a mighty man of God, a man after your own heart, who loves what you love and hates what you hate. I, I would just you know, just speak the word over and, and later after he got saved. And you were going through your very rough years, difficult years. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah. We prayed that together for you. And and uh, together, in our prayer time together, and individually, and we just spoke that those same promises, those things that be not as though they are. You know, you don't see it anywhere. You don't see it anywhere, but... That's what God says about us. And so you, we, we agree with the word of God. We agree with what God says That's about right. us, what God sees in us. Yes. And you began and to see. And the word is so powerful. And you began to see the fruit of that prayer, like, Lord, like, protect him. But yeah, I pray that he's just not happy anymore living independent of you. Yeah. I pray that he realizes vanity of vanities, just like the book of Ecclesiastes. Yeah. That you could have all yeah. these things, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's it's not worth a dime. Yeah. And so 
you began to see that yeah. and God kind of, you know, he yeah. was, he was faithful to you because you prayed for an opportunity to sow the seed and, and really lead him to the Lord. And so that's yeah. company was going down the drain, you know, that that's company was oh, declining yeah. for, you know, and that was yeah. his, that was his everything, you know, that's where his accomplishments yeah. and his pride was yeah. founded in being able to have a successful business, yeah, run it. It was his yeah. idol for sure. So how did he, how yeah. did he get saved? What, yeah. what, what happened when you started to see the fruit of that prayer of him not being happy anymore? Well, he just started getting, you know, things were going bad. A big job was, was just held up and just really, it was bad. A lot, a lot of money um, involved and it was just really a terrible situation. And he just got more and more miserable. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, I would sit with him at night after dinner, he'd come home and he would just eat dinner, shower, and I'd just sit with him and just to be with him, you know, and, and he would just like kind of lose himself in the TV for a couple of hours and then go up to bed. And, and I just kept praying. I knew God was dealing with him. I knew it. I knew it in my spirit that it, that it was getting close. I remember at one, at one point, you know, it it got, it got a little hard because dad was being, you know, it, it was hard sometimes conversations, you know, out of his hurt and out of his, you know, losing everything that he kind of, the security. You know, uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. That he would be sarcastic and he, you know, and, and it was just, it was a little difficult. And I remember praying one time and then the Lord just reassuring me and just kind of saying, come on, Steph, pick up your bootstraps, keep praying for him, keep praying for him it's soon, you know? And, and, uh, so I, I did. And, and so what happened was, um, I, I, you know, I just continually prayed for him and spoke the word over him and, and, uh, one morning, and I remember praying, God, give me a word, something, a scripture, something that I could give him, because he was really like going through it. And 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 Ecclesiastes popped into my head, Ecclesiastes two, I believe it is, and and um and then it it's it came in, and then it kind of flitted out. It just you know, like I didn't go look for it, I yeah. didn't write it down because mm-hmm. it it wasn't meant for that moment. But the following week, Dad came home. And came to me and said, Steph, I need you to pray with me. I, I don't know what to do. I've done everything I can do. I'm at the end of my rope. I, we're going to lose everything. I, I, I just don't know what to do anymore. I need you to read me the Bible. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, let's go. Let's go sit down. And uh, we sat with the Bible. And, and at first, I didn't remember the scripture the Lord had given me. So I went to Proverbs. He's, he wants to pray for wisdom. He said, I, I need wisdom. That's what he said. So we opened and then the Lord popped Ecclesiastes back into my head. And I, I went to it and, uh, and I read it to him. And, uh, and it was all about what you were just talking about, mm-hmm. you know, vanity of vanities. You know, you go through your life, you work all your life. Um, and, you you end up dying and it goes to somebody else who didn't work for it. Yeah. Essentially, you know, I'm just kind of paraphrasing and yeah. paraphrasing. Yeah. And he said, Oh my God, read that again. And in the meantime, your sister came in, Michelle, and she just sat quietly. She was like, in awe of what was going on. And, uh, I read it again and he just said, Stephanie, he said, this is my life. Mm-hmm. This is my life. How could I have been such a fool all my life? Yeah. And, you know, we just, 
spoke quietly about it and and the Lord just pierced his heart with the word. I mean, he prepared that moment. He gave me that scripture a week before when I prayed mm-hmm. that he prepared it for that moment in time. And I, I, after a few minutes, dad went up and um, to take a shower and I, I gave him a little time and I prayed, oh my God, I just, I couldn't even imagine, believe what happened. And I went upstairs and I asked him, um, after a shower, I said, I said, you okay? And he said, yeah, he said, I'm ready. I'm ready to ask Jesus into my heart. Yeah. And I said, I said, you want to pray now? And he said, no, I'm not, I'm not quite ready for that. He said, why don't you write something down for me and put it with my stuff and I'll take it in the morning, meaning his keys and wallet sure. and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I went downstairs and I sat at the kitchen uh, counter and I just sat there 27 years and suddenly, and I was just in, in tears and just thanking God. And I just asked him to, to write a simple prayer, um, simple salvation prayer, that he would write it, that Holy Spirit would write it through me. And I did. And, uh, and I also wrote a little instruction note, dear Joe, <laughs> please find a quiet quiet place turn off your phone god's been waiting a long time for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> you needed to tell him this that is yeah. The most... yeah i did because i knew him i said mm-hmm. i know you know I, I said he's been waiting a long time for you this is the most important thing you'll ever do in your life and i put them together he took them the next morning and he got saved underneath the bridge underneath the job that was destroying him the next morning and and it was even a fight for him um, to even pick up that those two notes, the prayer and the uh, instruction note, he said it because the enemy he didn't want to let go of him. Yeah, he didn't want to let go, and so but he finally he picked it up and he prayed and he said, God barely threw the prayer and he just broke down asking Jesus into his heart, yeah. and uh, he said the Holy Spirit that just flooded his truck. The presence of God just flooded that truck, and he was never the same again. I know it was a radical change. He was telling yeah. everyone about Jesus everywhere that he went, oh and my then gosh. he would even everywhere. use that salvation prayer to give it to people, so that he would that he oh, printed yeah. out he That's printed right. out the salvation prayer and in, in copies and hundreds and hundreds of them <laughs> and sent them out with the little Gideon with, Bibles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And as a teenager, oh, yeah. I was freaked out about it. A lot of people on, the, you know, yeah. that that are listening to the podcast know my story about how I got saved, but you know, they didn't right. really hear it from your perspective, but I know that it was hard for you and you had to trust God and believe God for my protection and you you and dad oh, yeah. are now together, you know, believing God together so you weren't alone. You're believing yeah, God together, yeah. and I was probably Dad's first really yeah. big trial, possibly, of because uh, yes, I yeah. I rejected him pretty hard, and I wanted nothing to do with God in that period of my life for yeah. about six years, and so I know yeah. that was very very tough. But there's people that are listening right now that I know you know need to hear a lot of these encouragements and stories and testimonies that you shared, and in your book Forever Faithful, they can get it on Amazon. You know, Forever Faithful by Stephanie Lombardo. They can look it up on Amazon. But there's stories of, you know, you had a couple of miscarriages and how God brought you through that. Yeah. You know, there was a, yeah. our house almost got burned down from a, from a wildfire in the woods behind us, how God you know, preserved the home, just provision and healing and so many stories of just God's faithfulness in your life. And oh yeah, I know so people, much. 
I know people are going to be encouraged by it, inspired by it, challenged by it. And so it's so many people have been touched. You know, friends and family of mine have reached out to me and said how much they love the book and how they read a chapter every single morning to kind of fuel their faith. And so like, mom, what mm-hmm. would you say Praise right God. now? Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yeah. What would you say right now to those who are listening, kind of closing the podcast out? What would you say right now to someone that, um, you know, maybe they're believing for a family member or a friend or they, you know, they're, they're, they're struggling with their faith in one area or another, whether it be their healing or, or something else. How would you, how would you encourage somebody? Well, I, I would just say, don't give up. Don't give up. I re I remember we went, we went on CBN and shared daddy's testimony when we were actually there and, and people came up to us all weekend. We were at a conference and said, you're, you know, I have loved ones I'm praying for. And you just encouraged us so much and to not give up on them. And so that, that would, would be the most important thing. Don't give up on your loved ones. Speak life over them. Speak the word of God that is so powerful. It cannot come back void. What goes out from the Lord's mouth cannot return to him without carrying out what he sent it forth to do. In Isaiah 55, it says that. And so just, just pray for them, just love them. And, uh, you know, just speak life. Keep praying, even though it's through tears, even though you're hanging on by a thread. And, and, if, and if you're being hurt by that person, forgive. Give the offense up to the Lord. Give the offense up to him and, and, and just pray for that person and ask God to just forget, bless them and to forgive them and, and just help them. I remember one time um, I was just, the Lord just taught me through a book to, to see those things in the person that I was praying for um, that, that needed changing or that, or that were keeping them from God, like pride or something like my husband. So I would pray. God, I, I come against that spirit of pride in Jesus' name and in its place, just the humility, your humility, yeah. Lord, would fill them. You know, just just see those things in that person that you love so much and, and whatever you need to pray for them, just pray against whatever needs to go, what's hindering them from the Lord, and then pray the opposite. Pray, you know, humility, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. But the word of God, and I would just say, be encouraged, go run to be with the Lord when you're feeling uneasy, when you, when you can't shake it. I remember one time I couldn't shake it, something with Michael and with you, sweetheart. And Mm -hmm. I I was praying, but I just kept crying. And and I went in to dad and I said, please pray for me. I I just can't seem to just stop crying, you know? And, and so he started, he prayed, and, and then he started singing a, a worship song. He started singing to me, and, and the Lord just ministered to me through that. Turn on your worship. I would run to my CD player, and I would turn on worship, and I would sing, and I, you know, praise. Praise the Lord through it, no matter how you're feeling. Praise yeah. him, even if it's not wholehearted at first. Praise him, and he will, he inhabits our praise. Yeah. And he will just come and flood you with his peace and, and help you get through it. He always gives you something to help you get through it while you're waiting. Absolutely. We just trust him. He's faithful. Absolutely. Always, forever faithful. Well, thank you for, you know, just being obedient to the Lord a few years ago and writing this book. It's, it's a resource for 
you know, for people to get a hold of to really um, encourage them and inspire their faith and fuel their faith. And so you can get a hold of Stephanie Lombardo's book, Forever Faithful, on Amazon.com. Get a copy for you, a loved one, someone you know who's struggling that needs to hear these inspirational stories. And mom, I love you. Thank you for being with me today and sharing parts. There's so much more to your story. We could be on here for hours, but thank you for sharing. So much more that's in the book. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Thank you for sharing those stories with, uh, with the audience today, mom. Thank you. And thank you, sweetheart. I love you so much. And you are also a blessing helping me with this book and encouraging me to finish it. Mm -hmm. You were always like, mom, you've been writing mom. What are you doing (laughs) with the book? Yep. You were always that voice and that encouragement and Mm -hmm. you're a blessing. And I'm, I'm just so blessed at what God is doing, what he has done in and through you. I love you so much. So proud of you, sweetheart. (laughs) Love you too. Thank you. Thank you you for the opportunity. I, I, this is my joy to share God's goodness. Such a blessing. Awesome. And for those who are listening right now, make sure to subscribe, rate and review this podcast so we can get it out to more listeners so we could challenge, bless, and inspire others with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you next time on Awaken Podcast.